Tandem Nomads, episode 78. The motto of I Am A Triangle is that it is a home for a global community where everyone belongs. And I think that what's missing in the industry today and in the world today is a place where people who have experienced amazing things and have lived outside of their comfort zone can come together to find support, educate themselves on things that matter, and then have access in one place to resources that will help make their lives simpler. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show designed to help expat partners turn their career challenges into great opportunities and become global entrepreneurs. Every other Tuesday, you will find great inspiration and practical tips to build a portable and successful business because that is the way you will be able to travel the world with your family while finding the flexibility and source of fulfillment you're looking for. To download your free guidebook on the six steps to build a successful portable business, go to tandemnomads.com. Hello, Nomad Nation. This is Emel Deregi. And today's episode is all about how to build a community around the cause, the project, or the business you have. And to talk about this topic, I have this great guest who's the expert in how to build a community, Naomi Hadaway. Naomi, are you ready for the ride? I am so ready for the ride. Fantastic. <laughs> so Naomi is the founder of the great group that you must know, this community called I Am A Triangle. After living in several locations in the United States, she and her family were in, uh, sent to India uh, in Delhi for her husband's job. There she uh, started blogging and providing support to those moving to India. Following uh, one year in Singapore, Naomi and her family went back to the United States where she uh, grew a successful real estate business and continued blogging. The movement I Am A Triangle started one day with one of her blog posts went viral and it strongly resonated with so many people who travel the world and struggle defining home or struggle feeling home when they come back to their countries. The article I Am A Triangle turned into an incredible online group of people who support each other with this struggle. The community of triangles counts today over 12,000 members. Amazing. And keeps growing every single day. So what was initially just a simple Facebook group is now growing into its own amazing online platform, providing great range of resources of global nomads. And Naomi today is going to explain us how she managed to grow all of this. So Naomi, this was just a great and, and short um, overview of, who, of you and the group. So is there anything I missed and you would like to complete? Oh my goodness. No, it's always so crazy to hear to hear a summary like that. I think the only thing that I would add is that the process of building community is something that I realized I've been doing all of my life. And it's been really neat this last year to realize that that came from my mother um, as she raised us in finding and, and setting out to find community when it matters to you. So um, that's been a, a kind of a neat awareness that I've had this last year. This is beautiful. And actually, it's a good um, uh, bridge to to introduce a little bit about how it all started. I think you started with the story that your mom told you. But could you tell us a little bit more about how you started blogging and how ha that has led you to, to this article? Yeah. So blogging for me, I started back when Blogspot first came on the scene. And I was one of the first bloggers to use that platform. And I really started using it in a way to let our grandparents know what was going on with the kids. So I would post pictures and funny things that our kids would say. And then when India came up, everyone asked me to share photos and 
the experiences with them. So I turned my blog into what was then called Delhi Bound, and I wrote what it was like. Um, I also wrote because I had found a blogger named Ellen Weirin who shared all of her experiences with me and really helped me prepare for what Delhi was going to be like. And I think that I can really give thanks and a, and a, a nod to both women, my mom and Ellen, because if I hadn't found Ellen's blog, I would have landed in Delhi completely lost. And instead I landed in Delhi with not only a friend already through Ellen, um, but an introduction to the community she had. So blogging to me really opened up that community. And then I just continued. Um, and although I don't write as frequently as I should now, um, I still keep blogs. So I'm sure and you'll explain us what's keeping you busy now from <laughs> writing very soon. But I love that you mentioned these two people who inspired you. And, and, and this is one of the things that's very important, I think, to realize that whatever we do and we try to help people, it might inspire others to do something even bigger. So we ne should never like uh, underestimate the role we can have by the small things we do. Yes. Uh, and, and that's a really good point that you made. Well, and Ellen, when I, when I finally came to Delhi, I said, is there something I can bring you or something I can do for you. And she said, no, just pay it back somehow. And I said, okay, I will. Um, when you mentioned our repatriation to the United States and it was by choice, but it was unexpected. And so I thought that there was something wrong with me when I ended back in the United States and I was miserable. Um, I felt alone and lost and confused and like I didn't fit in. I literally stopped wearing my beautiful Indian jewelry and all of my colorful clothes because I thought, well, if maybe if I dressed the same way as the women that I was around, maybe I'd fit in more. And my mom, who is a missionary in Kenya, shared a concept with me that she had been told during a debrief at Mission um, International Training. I always get this wrong. Mission Training International. It's one of the two. MIT, MTI. Um, and when she first told me, I literally rolled my eyes and thought that that doesn't resonate with me at all. And she said, why don't you read it again? And so I read it again and then wrote the blog post, which was my kind of rendition of the concept. And man, I guess when you hit submit, sometimes things happen. Yeah. So explain as I'm sure a lot of listeners here already know I am Triangle, but if not, could you tell us a little bit about what that blog post says and what is it about? Sure. So the concept is that you, as a resident of your country, whether it's passport country, home country, that place that you feel is most, that you most identify with, you can envision yourself as a circle. And everything that's inside of that circle is known to you. Culture, politics, food, celebrations, how people go to work, transportation, everything is normal to you. And when you leave that culture, that circle county, and you go abroad, for the first time. And for some people, it can even be a cross country move. It doesn't have to be outside of, uh, of the boundaries of your country. We've learned in the mm -hmm. triangle. There's a lot of people that are inside of the UK that have moved around and they still have the same feeling, but you move to this second location and that is square. Um, it's a square settling settlement. And inside of that square, you find that everything's different, food, culture, politics, dress, transportation, how we go to work. And after spending a little bit of time in the square culture, you realize that you're no longer only a circle, but you can't ever quite become a full square and you become a triangle. And the triangle is a beautiful thing, except that sometimes when you go back to circle country, you realize that your pointy parts, which are good, don't fit in. So that's, that's the concept. 
Yeah, it's a beautiful concept. And I, I know that it can sound maybe cheesy for some people, but having such a illustration of what we feel in such a simple way, I think that that what resonates with some people who struggle defining what they feel. And it's all about defining our feelings first mm -hmm. to be able to, to deal with them. And I think this is why it resonates so much. And I do too resonate with it a lot myself. So, yeah. so it's really beautiful. So can you tell us for those who are in the stage who have something to share uh, before you, before you, it started becoming this group, it was a blog post that went viral. And in order to go viral, you still need to have a bit of an audience. So how did you do that? Well, I don't know, actually. I mean, I had, I would publish a blog post and have five or 10 people comment. Um, definitely more people were watching and reading when we were in India because it was exciting. But when we moved back to the States, there was, I stopped taking pictures. There just wasn't anything really exciting to write about. So I don't know what I would even say my audience was then, except that it wasn't big. I think that what happened is that, you know, someone shared it into maybe a group or, at a networking coffee. And then it just kind of had its own legs from there. Um, I, I haven't checked it lately. The last time I checked it, it had over 200,000 views. Um, and what was happening is people were emailing and leaving comments and their stories were so amazing. Some were very sad. Some were filled with heartbreak because of what happened because of those feelings not being identified. Um, but there were a lot of really great stories of people saying, I had no idea that I was not the only one. Mm -hmm. And so the, the Facebook group started because I wanted everyone to be able to share with each other. And because I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I didn't know how to appropriately handle the responsibility of their stories. Yeah. So I figured in the Facebook group, we could all just share with each other. That's interesting. So um, um, we're going to expand a bit more on the Facebook group, but um, just tell us a little bit what happened the day you realized you had so many people <laughs> sharing I, and commenting. It must be overwhelming. I literally got back in bed. Like I woke up and was going to get the kids ready for school and I opened my email and there was hundreds of emails, which the emails came because of the blog comment, you know, through the blog commenting, mm -hmm. it, it came from my email. And I looked at my husband and I said, I don't know what, what's happening. And he said, he looked at it and he said, well, I think that's from your blog post. And I said, well, that's silly. I don't know these people. And I literally got back in bed because I started <laughs> reading their stories and it was overwhelming. Um, the next step that I remember taking was going back and responding to every single person's comment. Um, I read their comment. I let it sit with me so I could understand where they were coming from a little bit. And then I responded. But then what that caused was more of a conversation. So then, then there was long ongoing conversations. And then I realized that I had in my resource tool, people to connect some of these folks with, um, whether it was missionaries coming back from the field or teachers that had lived abroad and had no idea what to expect when they moved home or families that had kids who were struggling. Um, and so in the resource connection piece of it, I figured I could be of help. Yeah. So, so this, is, this is amazing because for me, it's just to prove that when when you really do something in order to, to provide support and help and generally just share something that you didn't even intend to make it viral. It was not an intention, but mm -hmm. it did resonate. So sometimes my message here to you, Nomad Nation, is express yourself. You know, share uh, whatever you think helps you and, and could help other people. Just do it. And then you never know. And, and even if the intention is not to go viral, at least it would maybe help one or two person. If yeah. It, if it helps more, then it's beautiful. This that is, I think, where it starts. Such a great point. And I think that we hear about marketing so much, you know, to, to 
be where your customer is or be where your client needs you to be. And I think sometimes they need us to just be honest and say, this is a struggle or this is something I've learned, or even this is something I don't know yet. Um, That's, I think, where the connection really comes into play is when they can say, oh, she's just like me. And I think in the tandem nomad world and global nomad internationals, we all look at each other and we think, oh, they have so much more expertise. They've been doing this longer or they had a hardship post. We, we compare ourselves to each other when really we're all just in the same big ocean together trying to make the best life that we can. So yeah, yeah. yeah. very so, short. So, go out there and share what you have to share with the world. And I think that's, that's the first message I want to share here before sharing more about how to build a community. <laughs> so you built this group because you felt the need that there was a conversation that needed to happen and you could not, I'm pretty sure, answer to all those questions yourself. <laughs> that was a brilliant idea. So how is it then? You created the group and, and how did it grow? Well, so I don't remember who the original 30 were. I've tried to go back to look to see who the first people were, but I remember adding people and specifically asking people that I had met either online with blogging or in Delhi or Singapore. And I said, can you just come into this group and just like be there? I don't know who will come. I don't know what we'll talk about, but can you help? So they would go and I would post something daily. I would say something silly like, look, what's outside your window today? And then I would message all my friends and say, okay, can you please comment? (laughs) And then the next day we would go in and say something equally as silly and benign. And then I would ask my friends to please comment. And then one day it started picking up where people who had read the post, I would refer them to the Facebook group and say, come join us. Um, But it was, I would say probably six to nine months of daily showing up and then just kind of saying, you know, knock, knock, is anyone out there? And waiting for the conversation to start. Um, And then it spread, the the news of the group spread similar to, I'm sure, how the blog post spread. And like you mentioned, we are cruising very quickly towards 13,000 members at this point. It is amazing. Last time I talked to you, so Nomad Nation, this is not the first episode of Naomi on Tandem Nomads. We had, that's how we met. Uh, uh, We met through the podcast, Tandem Nomads. And I remember interviewing you. It was a year ago. Um, And at that time, it was a group of 3,000 members. So crazy. (laughs) So, and we're... That's right. Yeah. So quite amazing. So let's, let's try now to look at what it takes to build such a community. Um, and what are the challenges you had and, and the things you implemented proactively to make this happen? Okay, so first I just have to make sure we're, I'm okay to just be very honest and transparent, right? <laughs> of course, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, because I think one thing that is interesting is when you hear people talk about building a community, all, all you normally hear is the happy stuff and the easy stuff and the the jovial fun stuff. And that is not the case. Um, There's, I'm glad you say that. This is why I really want you to talk about those challenges because I know from having followed you, that was not an easy ride, but (laughs) like you were saying, share our stories. And I think that, you know, if, if there's anything I want to happen is for more people to learn how to create communities, especially around things that really matter and are meaningful to them. But if you go into it thinking it's going to be easy, you, you're going to, have a smack in the face. Um, when you're building community, it's a gathering of human beings and we are also different. Um, we come with different experiences, different um, 
lenses, different world beliefs, different systems that we've been raised in. And so inside of a community, while you can have like-minded individuals, you still have, um, I don't know what the word I want to say is, um, you still have a, a need to remind people on a regular basis about their humanness and about being kind. Um, we are also, because we're a global group, we are 24 seven, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, our engagement rate still continues to be over 60%. So in the group, people are actively commenting, liking, showing up, offering support, sharing their struggles. Um, and so there's, you know, moderation comes into it, um, making sure that there's a fine line between not policing, but not letting it be a free for all brawl of opinions and keyboard warriors. Um, so how do you do that? How do you moderate? Well, that's been a work in progress. We've had to learn through it. Um, Bethany was someone who came on board about a year ago and um, was helping grow the I'm a Triangle group and helping create some of the business background um, that she knew was needed. She came to me and it was so funny. She said, I, you need help. <laughs> I said, oh, I'm fine. It's fine. And she said, no, it's either going to, it's like a ship and it's either going to fall off into the Bermuda Triangle somewhere and never to be seen again, or you can help steer it correctly. Um, so she was with me during a period of real growth in figuring out moderation. Um, we tried the a little bit more rigid policing way um, that was met with, with resistance. We tried the let people just be adults and do what they will. And that didn't, that was met with resistance. So in the end, what we found is by enabling our members to be ambassadors for the community, they watch out for things also. Um, whether that means tagging me in um, so I can see something or just stepping up and saying, Hey, this is not how triangles behave or, or, or it can even be the other option or the other alternative. It's not always when someone's saying something inappropriate, but if someone needs help, if there's a post that has been posted where someone is reaching out for help and it's not being seen because of Facebook algorithms or what have you, that's been the other moderation thing that we've had to learn our way through. Um, we, just the nitty gritty of it. I subscribe to every single thing that happens. So I get an email um, with every post that comes in. So um, right now I look at those emails four times a day and I scroll quickly through. We also have leadership in place, which is something that's super important to mention. Um, we have 70 plus members who have stepped up to volunteer to lead our small groups. And they also help moderate inside the big group. They'll, they'll ping me and say, Hey, I think you might want to take a look at this. Um, but by virtue of our group too, I mean, we have fantastic members. I mean, there's going on 13,000 people that are all generally speaking, amazing and kind and supportive and loving. So I've watched other groups that would be harder to moderate and triangle. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So before we go into maybe more technical details, I think there's one thing that's really important here about what you shared is that what it takes to be a community leader, what it takes to be a tribe leader. And one of the things that has helped you is to have people who step up and, 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 and you acknowledge them who came and helped you in. But how do you attract people and how do you get people to come and help you to make this happen? Well, I think first you have to have a shared passion, you know, and so our shared passion with almost all the triangles is helping someone else not experience maybe what they experience. So supporting and helping um, hold each other up is a big 
thing that we all share, but to find actual people who want to give back. I mean, our community is full of people who might be living in countries where they cannot work, where their career has taken a different shape um, or it's been taken away from them. And so some of our leaders are coming to me saying, can you help me fill my, my CV gap um, by being a leader? I can put that on my resume or on my CV. And so that's one way that we're offering something. Um, and I have had to learn how to ask for help too. And just say, if, if you want this to happen, you're going to have to step up and do it. And so there's been a lot of suggestions over the years of things that we should do. And my response to them is great. Let's schedule a call to figure out how you can step in. And a lot of people never call, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's ones that do. And I think it's because they also share the same vision. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest piece is they have to share the passion and the vision because there's also a lot of, and we've talked about this before. There's also a lot of people that step up to say they want to help and it's for their own purposes, um, which I've also had to learn a little bit of insight into how to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's a great transition because that's what I wanted to ask you also becoming such an attractive platform is a great platform for people to sell themselves and market themselves and promote themselves. And I'm sure you had a lot of them trying to do so. So it, it goes back to the moderation too. So how did you handle that? What is you, what is, how did you well, go through that? So I'm a big belief believer in relationship first, um, relationship first with everything. If, if someone tries to sell me something and I don't know who they are, don't know what their values are and don't have any idea about their ethics, it's going to be a no. Um, And so when I've watched the Triangle community become that platform that you mentioned, which is very attractive to people because of our numbers and because our members generally are hungry for resources, um, I have figured out the way to kind of see through people. If they send me an email and it's all about what they can get from the community... (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. <laughs> I just needed to sneeze. <laughs> the about to sneeze face is the cutest thing. I'm so sorry for interrupting. <laughs> you were saying, um, if someone sends yeah. me an email and it is, I would like to do this. This is what I have to offer. Your members could benefit because of this. They're not coming at me from a place of relationship. Um, if they approach me and say, "Oh my gosh, this community is amazing." where can I learn more about how to help? Then I can probably guess that they are trying to sell something, but they're doing it from a place of relationship and service first. Um, I listened to a couple of great podcasts recently. Um, Lewis Howes was one of them. The School of Greatness. And yeah. he talked about how to build a relationship with influencers. And it, it was the same thing. Like start, start by liking their stuff and following them and seeing what they're about and seeing what makes them tick and then ask how you can help. Then make your pitch. Oh, and Gary Vaynerchuk is the jab, 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 right hook. You know, it's, I, when people come to our group and they immediately sell their, the nitty gritty of how, how I do it is they get one reminder about our group rules. Um, Typically the response is, oh, I didn't know, which is fine. Kind of. Um, and then a lot of people will do it again and then they just get removed from the group. Um, it's not hard to figure out what the culture of a place is. So that's the other thing, I guess, when you move to a new place or you land in a new community or you're trying to market yourself somewhere, figure out the culture, like sit a bit, 
and just watch how people are talking. Are people selling? If they're not selling, that means it's probably not allowed. Um, we have developed some great um, organic ways for people to sell and bring their resources because let's be honest, a lot of what people are trying to sell our group is of use and is of value. Um, so with the launch of the new website and the platform, we're going to have a lot better way to syner- have synergy between people that offer value yeah. so that members can have access. I can't wait to talk about that because that's the big news is that, oh uh, is that this group has moved from being a Facebook group to now you've been working really hard night and day lately to develop the, the I Am Triangle website and it's more than just a website platform so um so we're going to talk more about it in details and see all the great stuff that it brings in and but i want to know before what is your vision what what how did what was your vision initially and how did it grow and what brought you from having this blog post this facebook group and now this platform well so the vision changes almost every day um and part of that's because the members come and say i have an idea And then they show up to help implement it. And so we change the shape, you know, the course of where the ship is going. Um, The motto of I am a triangle is that it is a home for a global community where everyone belongs. And I think that what's missing in the industry today and in the world today is a place where people who have experienced amazing things and have lived outside of their comfort zone can come together to find support, educate themselves on things that matter, and then have access in one place to resources that will help make their lives simpler. So the website offers three tracks, basically. It, it offers a track for if you haven't left yet or if you're preparing or thinking about living abroad, because that's scary um, and exciting and, and it's scary and it goes back and forth, you know, several times in a day. And then we have a track for people that are living currently abroad. And then we have a track for people that are returning home or considering the repatriation. And what it's going to offer is this really amazing way for the vision to keep changing. And we'll see what, where we go with it. But um, there isn't anywhere where you can have a one-stop shop to find your answers. And I think that's, con- that's really hard for people when you're in the middle of a big life change or a life decision. You do need to find, you need to land in a space where your, answer, where your questions get answered. Um, so that's, that's the overview, I guess, of the, the vision. Yeah, what I like what you're saying here is also, and I think that's what makes you a, a community leader and a, and, and a one one that can make her community grow, is that I think you have a great ability to listen and to to feel if it's the right moment or not for something, um, and and you felt like it was the right moment to to develop your website and get out of Facebook, but at least develop something on the side and not, yeah. Know, depend on Facebook for that. So I would love you to, I'm sure you had a lot of resistance and I'm sure that you have a lot of negative feedback uh, from all these people who are used to something. That's the thing about innovation is that you always hold the resistance. There's yeah. always resistance to it. So yeah. how did you deal to, with it and how did you communicate the change you wanted to impl- implement as a tribe leader? So I have done a lot of research and I've done a lot of um, reaching out to people to get advice um, and to get expertise. Um, Seth Godin talks a lot about um, innovation and early adopters. And one of the things that I thought was so fabulous about what he says is that there's two different sets of um, vocabulary. You can use one set of vocabulary for early adopters, people that are excited about innovation, 
but you have to use a different set of words for people that are a little bit more resistant, that are used to something that don't like change. What's funny as a side note is as expats and as global nomads, we should be very used to change, (laughs) (laughs) but we do hold tight to the things that we're we're, uh, comfortable with. So I read, um, there's a couple of books. Switch is a great one. Um, Necessary Endings is another great book to just kind of immerse myself in what it feels like as an empathetic leader to have something sprung on a group. You know, what would I feel like if something that was very close to me and very comfortable, if one day someone said, hey, guess what? We're moving. And I worked backwards to then figure out how to help guide that change and that move. Um, a lot of positivity in, in our language around it. Um, and also a lot of transparency. Um, I decided that during the communication of change, I would share why instead of just promising this bigger, beautiful, shiny thing, share what's broken in the current um, platform that we were using with relying only on Facebook. Um, I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah. So um, now I want to know a bit more about, you know, how did you talk and in, in, to those who said this is not okay? What did you tell them? So the ones that said this is not okay in an aggressive way, and I don't mean, you know, angry, but in a, in a way that they felt strongly that it wasn't okay. I reminded them that there are thousands of other Facebook groups that they could go join. Um, I also reminded them that Facebook makes us an exclusive community and that's not okay for the triangles. We are inclusive and to stay on Facebook meant that all of those people, which there are hundreds of thousands of people that are not on Facebook, can't join us. We're saying, sorry, you can't be a part of our club. And that was something that I realized I could not be okay with. And so for the people that just said, I don't agree with you, I said, I so honor your opinion and I wish you the best of luck. We're here whenever you um, need us. For the people that just were scared or worried, um, we had dialogue around the fact that they've moved all over the world and they've still survived it. And this is not a big change. This is not scary. Um, This is better. So we just, we switched it. We just switched the conversation from what is your objection? Why do you think this is not good? And then having a set set of answers. But I also had to be ready for what my answers were and be very clear about that. We are moving was one of the things I had to really get in my head and remind myself why. Um, So. Yeah, this is amazing. So this is what I want to insist on. This is one of the highlights for me that we have to, if we want to become a community leader, and, and in your case, it also explains very well why you move from Facebook to, 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 to the website, to having your own platform. I think it's important to know what you want for the community and, and to believe in your own vision as a tribe leader and defend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, because I think that your interest is the community's interest. So, yes. you, you know, at best, when it's just like being a parent, right? Yes. At some point, parents know what is best for their kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the other thing that I wanted to point out too is we've had our fair share of people saying, I'll just start my own group. And to those people, I said, great. I am available for consulting when you run into problems creating your community because it's going to be hard, but I wish you the best of luck. And so that's the other thing too, as a community leader, you have to be willing to acknowledge the naysayers or the people that want to create and copycat and be willing to support them. It's, this is a big enough pond for all of us to do our own thing. So to the people that wanted to start their own group, I I think that's fantastic because they will have their own tribe that's ready for them too. So when people copycat, that's I think something that's important for the tandem nomads to hear copycatting feels not good. Um, 
but everyone has something to offer um, in a little different way. So yeah, know, know, know what you stand for as a community leader. If you want to build a community around your business, your project, or a cause you really believe in, just make sure to stick to your guts and, and, and your vision and your values. I think that's very important. That's what made you successful. And be willing, and like you said, be willing to defend them um, and defend them in a way that's not apologetic. That's the thing that I've learned so clearly this last year. When I'm challenged with a decision inside the community, knowing what I stand for and saying, you don't have to believe what I believe in, but you have to respect it, that this is what this community is about. That's been a, a learning lesson for me this year. So that's interesting. So the reason why you're so in, involved is because you care for this community and you want to provide value. And I would love to know what is what is it that your community needs and, and what is it that you want to provide it through through the website? Oh, goodness. So there are, there's four <laughs> more things that I'm super excited about um, that I have seen that our community needs, and we have tried to create it in what was in the past, but this is beautiful. So can I talk a little bit about the platform? Oh, please. That's the point. Okay. okay. So um, Gina Bianchini and her team are in Silicon Valley, and I was listening to a podcast with Gina and Tara Gentili, and as I was here, I kept hearing her say things in little keywords. And I was like, this is going to be good. Whatever it is she's about to say, this is going to be amazing. And let me back up a little bit. We um, started a crowdfunding campaign last October to raise money to build this website. And part of what we were trying to build was basically an app that would provide what I think the community needs. An app is so expensive, though. So we were scrambling to try and figure out another way to do it. Um, Anyway, so Gina Bianchini basically revealed about a month ago that she had created the app that we were trying to create, except she had backing. (laughs) Um, She had funds to do it. So she has created this platform called Mighty Networks. Um, It is a platform for deep and meaningful relationships to happen inside of a network. Uh, They have created it in such a way that it's beautifully run for the administrators, which they lovingly call hosts. Um, And so one of the things that I'm so, so I reached out to Gina and I said, Hey, I think that this has something, um, a value for my group. And she responded within seconds and said, let's talk. So we set up a a call. She's got, she put her whole team on the case and has really helped grow this platform for us so that it was a a really great place for the community. Um, Which I'm thankful to the whole mighty networks team because It was something I couldn't do on my own. So to find them was kismet. So inside of our Mighty Networks community, our members have the ability to literally find each other. There's obviously privacy settings. So if someone does not want that, they can opt out. But what that means, ML, is that if you fly to The Hague and you're in the airport and you have an eight-hour layover and you're thinking, what on earth am I going to do? You can log into the app and... Anyone who's in The Hague who's available for coffee could come meet you. Or if you're moving to Muscat and you have no idea what to do when you land, you can find people that are there. Um, It literally lets you track triangles. So it's a members, find members near you feature, which is amazing. Um, The other thing that's really amazing is that in Facebook, we would lose all of the great archived wisdom Um, There are amazing discussions happening every day, several times a day, several times in an hour. And Facebook algorithms 
would control what we see. And it, it even controls what we can search and what we can find. So we have three years of amazing content, basically, of things that can help other triangles and we can't access it. So our new platform lets us have these beautiful topics that you can follow. So you're choosing what you see and what's in your feed. Um, it enables us to have events that we can schedule out really beautifully. Um, just all sorts of amazing, amazing things. Um, it's beautiful. It's amazing. So basically what you're saying is that you have the app. This is Mindy, Mindy how do you say again, please? So Mighty Networks, Mighty Networks yeah. is the name of the platform that Gina and her team have created. Um, we will have, it's almost like two buckets. We'll have the website, which is kind of a static site for resources where we have experts that will come on and talk about all sorts of amazing things that we need to know about. We'll have a shop. It will have um, the ocean assessment, which is fascinating for expats. Um, and it will have a blog. We have 36 amazing blog contributors that we've called from our membership that are beautiful writers. And so that will be an ongoing thing. And separate from that, then you'll be able to join the community. We're going to call it the community is, is the app piece of it. Um, and that's where the conversations happen. That's where you're going to find your people. Um, that's where the tribe happens. This is beautiful. It, it's just amazing to be able to have a platform where all these global nomads can find every kind of resource you need, basically, as a global nomad. This is just unique. I don't know if you realize, but this is huge. <laughs> it's, it's, it's huge. huge. <laughs> yeah. And I think what's interesting is it has the potential to really become, I mean, it already is amazing, but the mammoth potential of it, just, be, just by virtue of people being able to find each other, because when, when we are supported in our life, we then are better enabled to go do the thing that we were put on this earth to do. And that's, I guess, when you asked about the vision, that's a missing piece that I didn't share. I see the triangle community pumping out some pretty amazing people once they've been able to get the support they need. And once they've been able to say, this is not what I planned, but this is how I'm going to get through it and getting that support. It's just, um, yeah, it's huge. It's amazing. So, so Naomi, talking about monetization, I want to know how does it work for the members who join the, the, the platform of I Am A Triangle? Is it a paid membership? How does it work? So it is actually a free membership for all of our members, which is really exciting. We have gone back and forth on how to do that. And we decided um, that it was important to have access to the resources and access to the community. So it's a free membership. Um, when you log on to the community for the first time. It does ask for your email address. Um, there's a little simple way that we can help you um, understand how to set, set up your profile on your bio. Um, but it's free. It's, and we hope that it will forever be free. That's why we brought on um, the sponsors to help offset the costs of web maintenance, um, ongoing um, costs with trademarking, all of that kind of stuff to make sure that that's covered. And also to help um, bring on some people that are really good at things like virtual assistant work, admin work. Um, that way I'm freed up to do kind of the more um, overview stuff and continue innovating uh, the community for whatever's going to be next. Um, so yeah, we're excited about it being free. Okay, this is really amazing. And and you know, what for me is interesting is I'd, we've talked about it so many times, but how much time, energy, and effort you're putting into this. And I really wonder, first of all, why you're doing this. Why are you putting so much energy in this? 
So for one thing, it's, I think it's important to say, so I, like you mentioned at the very beginning in the um, bio, have my real estate license and I run a very busy, very successful real estate company. Um, we have a team, we've got multiple agents, we do quite a bit of business. Um, we also have um, a network of realtors all over the United States so that when someone moves in or out of the United States, we can help, we can provide them with really amazing realtors. But what I realized I'm passionate about and so why I'm doing the triangle um, community is because I am hugely passionate about helping people find the locations where they can thrive and flourish. What I also have realized is that I cannot do both. I can't be who I need to be for my clients in real estate and I can't devote the time that it needs to take for the triangle group. I do it because if I don't, I don't know who would. Um, And so my passion has shifted. I earlier this year decided to um, formally give up real estate. I do still have my team in place, which is fantastic, but I'm not involved in the day-to-day operations anymore, which was a big decision for us. Okay. So the triangles know that this big shift that you've done to be able to, to focus full time on serving the community. I don't think so. I think that's the first time I've said it out loud. (laughs) Okay, so this is huge. And I wanted to see, and this is what fascinates me about your journey, is how you have always, you know, I'm pretty sure you have never thought about it from the first day. Did you? No, 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 no. No, From the first day, it was just, it was a reaction. Everything so far up until the last year has just been a reaction. Um, And so this this past year, 2017, has been all about proactively making decisions to make this something that was sustainable. And part of that meant incorporating. So I Am a Triangle is a legal incorporated business in the state of Ohio. Um, By the time this airs, we should have our formal trademark in place in the United States and under the Madrid Protocol. Um, We, that protects our logo, it protects our name, which is important to me. And I decided that this was going to be a business Um, in order to not only, I've always said, I don't want to ever have this be something where I'm on a beach in flip-flops sipping a Mai Tai while money comes in. It does have to be something that I honor myself and the time that I'm putting into this by having it monetized in some way. We experimented with having it be a membership paid site that got more resistance than I was prepared for. And we decided not to do that. So instead, what we've done is created a very organic, authentic, in my mind, way to monetize the business so that I am um, compensated for the time that I'm putting in and so that we can also do some things in the future to really make this a great community. We have a shop on the site, which is in full disclosure, affiliate links. So if what we've done, though, is pulled some really amazing products that a lot of people aren't aware of. For example, there's this touch lamp. And if you had one, and if I had one, when I touched the top of my lamp, it would glow in your office. Oh like, my God. I know. <laughs> I'm so getting it. <laughs> yeah. So that's Uncommon Goods. So we have affiliate relationships with Etsy, Uncommon Goods, and Amazon. And we, we curate amazing products that are very triangle-y. And when you, when you purchase those through our links, we get a small commission based on that. And it's, it doesn't, what's cool is it doesn't affect the artisan or the product maker. It's a payment from Amazon or Etsy or Uncommon Goods. Um, We also have sponsors, which is something that I don't see a lot of um, community leaders talking about um, how they're making money. Um, We have sponsors that we have very strategically and strictly vetted. 
our partners who are um, aligned with I'm a Triangle share our values, they share our ethics, and they are never, um, they never have access to the community, which I think is important. Our sponsors don't get your email address. Um, they get um, sponsored posts where we'll share about their news. Um, but that was important to me, that it didn't feel yucky and it didn't feel like an advertising space. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that answered all of that. Yeah, that's, and this is what I wanted to know. How does it work financially? I mean, first of all, how did you move from being this community leader to running a business around it? And you're very honest about it and very open about it. And I think that what make, will make it also very successful is the transparency that's very mm -hmm. important. And then being strategic about it. You're very strategic about what it provides. And I love all the amazing products and, and resources and even to see how I think global nomads need a platform mm -hmm. where they can find the products and the support and the resources mm -hmm. they need. And it didn't exist. So I think it's just natural and normal that you get paid for it. You created something valuable. Right. Well, and the other flip side of it too. So tan Tandem Nomad Nation, you know, if you've got a book that you've created, you've worked really hard on it, but sometimes all you need is the platform, the place for people to have eyes on it. Yeah. And I wanted to create that. So um, we do take a, a slight commission for anyone who comes on board that has, say, a course or um, has developed a book or a workbook. Um, we will put that in our shop with a slight commission and people can reach out if they're interested in that. But um, It's a win-win for everybody. Um, we also, the very important thing to share also, Amel, is that we will be introducing a philanthropic arm um, where a percentage of the shop proceeds will go towards our philanthropy project. But I can't tell you who it is yet. Um, it's not, can't be announced yet. But we're, we have a partnership with a very, um, a really cool group where 100% of the proceeds that they get coming to them go out to solve and help world crisis situations. So um, we're going to be introducing that probably around Christmas time. And we're really excited because it lets our triangles give back in a way that there isn't really right now. We can all do one-off things, but I want to have something that's very organized and very community-based. Outstanding. Um, Amazing. Yeah. So, so what if we want to participate? What's the, to, to, to the platform and be able to, to also reach out to the, To the community through your platform what's the what's the system in place for that how, how to to benefit from it yeah so there is on the website which is i am a triangle.com um, right now because we haven't officially launched quite yet there is a holding uh, place where you can join the mailing list that you could do in a, you know you could let me know that way um, there's also a partner with us page on the website and that will be the way that people can express a desire to have their course shared or their book um, added to the library um, as well as, you know, any companies that want to jump on board as a partner, they can let us know that way as well. Fantastic. So Nomad Nation, this episode will be on air shortly before the official launch, which is on August 8th at, at 8.08 a.m. At, at, at Eastern yeah. time. Eastern time. So the party will start 8.08 Eastern time on August 8th. And it will continue through August 8th, 8.08 p.m. Um, and we picked August 8th because it's International Infinity Day. Um, and I just thought it was appropriate um, because I think that the Triangle Nation, the Triangle Tribe um, offers support and friendship and camaraderie on an infinite, infinite basis. This is amazing. So whoever is listening to this episode before 
August 8th, go to the, so which link in order to get enough, if they want to get a notification once it's out? Yep. So I am a triangle.com. Okay. And then so, go ahead. No. So even before, or after I am a triangle.com and there you will have the instructions. Yes. So when we, before we launch, you can sign up for the email newsletter and after we launch, that will still be the main portal to access both the community app and to access the resources. Um, there will be a way to, your first time to the website, you'll get the access to those three tracks that I talked about before. And then on your second and subsequent visits, you'll have a returning members button that takes you just straight into the main website. Fantastic. And we can download the app on our phones too, right? Yes. So the app is available um, for iOS users and Android through Google Play. Um, the best way to get to it, though, is inside the website because you won't find our community in the app store, per se, um, because it is a closed group. Um, the exciting thing, too, is they're, they're releasing a language localization a little bit later this year so that people can read it in their native tongue, which is going to be very exciting. Um, yeah. Wow, this is amazing. On top of it, having the language is just, this This will keep growing, I'm pretty sure. So I have so many questions for you, but I think we'll have to do again other episodes. But we've covered so much. And Nomad Nation, if you have any questions to Naomi about how to grow a community, make sure to reach out to her because she's also uh, an expert and becoming a consultant, a real consultant in community building. So make sure to reach out to her. But before we say goodbye, I would like to know if you have, first of all, some online resources for anybody who wants to build an online community? Well, um, I, I have the, the books that I suggested earlier, I think are really great um, resources. So the books that I would recommend, um, Decisive is a really great book by the Heath Brothers. It's about making decisions with confidence. They also have an amazing book called Made to Stick, which is all about creating things that have lasting value. Um, as far as community building itself, I would look to anything that Seth Godin puts out. Um, he's pretty ingenious as far as creating things ahead of when you need to. Um, Grytix, if you're running a Facebook group, I would highly recommend you use at least the free version of Grytix. Um, it gives you insights. Like I said, we are over 67% engaged. It's because of that um, analytics tool that I know that. It gives you a way to, you know, shout out to your most... Um, frequently posting members. It tells you when they're on during the day. Um, it's free. They have a paid version that gives you um, a little bit more. Fantastic. So, so many great tools. I'm going to put them, Nomad Nation, on the show note episode of this, uh, uh, on the webpage of this episode. And, and don't hesitate to go to the website because I think you're going to be blown away. I got a sneak peek, let's say secretly, <laughs> on what's going to look like. And I'm just pumped. So um, Nomad Nation, make sure to go to IamTriangle.com, right? IamATriangle.com. IamATriangle.com. And Naomi, thank you so much for sharing with us so much wisdom and great insights. You've been, I'm sure, inspiring a lot of people here. Thank you so much for having me on. I love talking about all of this. And I love, I love what you're doing with Tandem Nomads and encouraging and inspiring others to do that thing they were put here to do. Nomad Nation, I hope that you enjoyed the great insights of our guest today. If you did, please make sure to share it with your friends. See you at the next episode and stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.